Um, football gave me everything. You know, and I think even through the midst of absolute tragedy last night, I think you saw some of the beauty of football mm -hmm. as well, that it's brought us all here together. Um, you know, like, this is a little bit different. I heard, I've heard it all day, like, thoughts and prayers. And you just heard Scherf and Jonathan Allen say, like, all we can do is pray for him. And I've heard the Buffalo Bills organization say, like, we believe in prayer. And maybe this is not the right thing to do, but I want to – it's just on my heart that I want to pray for It him. is. DeMar Hamlin right, right, right now. Um, I'm going to do it out loud. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to bow my head, and I'm just going to pray for him. Um, God, we come to you in these moments that we don't understand, that are hard, uh, because we believe that you're God, and coming to you and praying to you um, has impact. We're, we're sad. We're angry. Um, and we want answers, but some things are unanswerable. We just want to pray truly come to you and pray for strength for Damar, for healing for Damar, for comfort for Damar, to be with his family, to give them peace. If we didn't believe that prayer didn't work, we wouldn't ask this of you, God. Um, I believe in prayer. We believe in prayer. We lift up Damar Hamlin's name in your name. Amen. 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 It's beautiful. Respectfully. We will continue to cover this story. We'll continue to bring you all Heck. the updates that we. So I, I haven't watched an NFL football game in, I don't know, years really. But I got word Monday night uh, the game, uh, the Bengals, which are the closest to Kentucky, uh, we followed them a lot and they were hosting the Buffalo Bills. I know we have some Bills fans here occasionally. But um, the game turned into more than that as uh, a player went down, and I don't remember ever seeing that in a National Football League, uh, Football Americano game, that uh, a player to go down like that. And so it, it really altered the way the event, and they, they suspended play. And, and so this ESPN analyst, Dan Orlovsky, I, I never, I wasn't familiar with him, but I looked him up, he he uh, spent 12 years in uh, the NFL, played for a number of teams as a quarterback, and, and actually played college ball, I discovered, with a former student of Paula's uh, in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, he played with that player. But beyond that, um, is that he's a Christian. He's a Christian. He's married. Uh, he has three kids. Uh, and I think that's important because he, that means he's exactly like you and I. Like scripture talks about Elijah, he was a man and he prayed and the rain stopped and, and then he prayed and rain came again. And this guy prays and I, and I want you to think about what that's like. I don't know him personally, but when the circumstances come and, and when uh, like that where you don't have the answers, he prayed, God, we're, we're angry and we don't know and we don't know what's next. And so with that kind of mindset and with an international audience watching, I can imagine that it's like being compelled by the Spirit, that the Spirit welling up in him to, to tell him and lead him, we should pray. And yet at the same time, he's an ESPN analyst, and that's never been done before. I've watched ESPN for a long time. I've never seen live prayer. And so the thoughts I can imagine would come 
to this brother is that, well, I could lose my job if I do this. I, 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 he, I'm sure he gets paid a lot to do what he does. And the thoughts would be, well, if I'm bold enough to do this and that this may cost me my career, uh, it, and it may, and it may. Because I, I imagined immediately in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, ESPN is not pleased with that. I, that's not on their agenda. And he's got the microphone, he's got the platform, and it's international. And he decides, the Spirit is leading me and I'm going to pray. I've talked about that in months past because the same thing we see in the Apostle Paul. And uh, in Acts 17, Paul, uh, the scripture reads that his spirit was provoked within him. He, he enters Athens and he discovers the city's given over to idols. And he is invited then up on Mars Hill to discuss with the philosophers of the day. He's given the greatest platform of the day and it's because the spirit is his spirit is provoked he looks around and he is troubled there are so many idols there are so many things working against the kingdom of God and it troubles him to the point that the spirit leads him and and God opens the door he is invited he doesn't charge Mars Hill he is invited up to speak and to share in, in Acts 20, we see that Paul is compelled by the Spirit. He's compelled, he's bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. And he doesn't know what will happen there. It's an unknown. And see, I, I share that with you today. These three examples, two from the Apostle Paul, one from ESPN, because it's no different for you and I, believers, where the Holy Spirit is within us and has the ability to lead us and compel us and provoke us to where we would risk everything to speak on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ, to speak life, not just sing about it, but to speak life today because there is a troubled world around you and I that needs us to be the vessels and the spokesperson that speaks life into situations and into darkness. And yet so often we are quiet because we may lose our job. We may lose our opportunity. And oh, but the Spirit of God. See, that's how the kingdom of God comes to earth. It will be through you and I. See, some of you will come and you will gather uh, on this day, on this first Sunday opportunity to gather here in San Cristobal. Some of you will do that and welcome you today. But many are not there right now, people. And you work with them, and you live with them, and you pass them by, and you shop with them, and you pass them on the road, and, and, and they are not thinking about God this morning. But it is when events happen, like happened this week, and where a young man falls, and, and there is no answers, that uh, God, by His Spirit, provokes someone to speak up and to be bold and to be led by the Spirit and to pray and to speak some life. And I just discovered yesterday that young man who fell, he FaceTimed with the Buffalo Bills on Friday. That's incredible because, because that's the God that we serve. Amen. See, the writer of Hebrews in chapter 13 says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That we, it is a new year, yes, but it is the same God. 
He is the same God. He has not changed. And we can speak life, and we can speak healing, and we can see chains broken, and and we can see the the lame raised up. We can see healing come. And someone was bold enough to do that. And I've not gotten to share with you guys really in preaching in about a month. And I'm kind of I'm worked up today. I hope you'll give me some space. But I'm telling you, I see and I believe God is raising up a, a church here in Guatemala that sees themselves as someone who goes out and one who speaks life. And many times that opportunity may come as you and I are bold enough to speak a word of prayer. That doesn't require any special skills on your behalf. That doesn't require a seminary degree. That doesn't require 13 weeks of training. And moms and dads, it may be exactly what your your children remember 20 years from now. That mom and dad were, were people of prayer. They didn't just pray over the food. They prayed because there were good things to celebrate. Mom and dad prayed because there were challenges in life. There was an enemy who came to to kill and destroy. And they recognized that. And not only did we pray for our own family and bind the enemy and rebuke the devourer, but we also saw opportunities among those around us. And we began to speak into their lives. And we saw the broken. We saw people fall. We saw people in need of healing. And we came to a God who was the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we trusted in Him. It's a simple prayer. But it may be exactly what your children remember 20 years from now, parents. That mom and dad sought the Lord in prayer. It it was not just a Sunday experience. It was not just a religious experience. But it was, we were compelled by the Spirit of God to to speak life into other people's lives. To speak healing and to see things broken. to To not accept things the way they are because we believe God was the same. Oh, does it, can I get a witness anywhere today? Yeah, it has to be you. It's not just me, but I'm sharing with you today, I believe, led by the Spirit of God to share with you some truth today. The church, you may go out and you may be a witness and you may be a man or a woman of prayer like you've never been before. Because sometimes we come together, guys, and there's so much familiarity. We're too familiar. We come back and we sit in the same seat. You've not been here maybe in a month. And where did you go today? Same seat. See the same people. Go through the same routine. And I'm praying today by the spirit of the living God that God would wake you up today. That you will not go through just some experience where you check it off your list. But but beyond what anything I may say today, but the spirit of the living God would speak into your life today. I believe Jesus is present today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. He has not changed. He has has the ability and the same power, uh, and the same power that raised Jesus from the dead abides in me and can abide in you today. And that's what we should be seeking today, in intimacy with him, to where the Spirit of God is upon us. Oh, are you awake, church, today? Do we come together in a new year and 
And it is indeed the same God. A God who changes not. We worship the same God. He's got the same power to save. He's got the same authority to heal. The same anointing to deliver. And yet we get so caught up in a calendar. <laughs> and I try to take advantage of that right now because we, so many of us do. It's a new year. We get a membership in a gym. I just did. <laughs> First time in my life. But it's a new year, new day. We get thinking about new things. We evaluate our life and say, well, you know, I, I, I want God to do this this year. And, and, and experts would say it's really tough that first 30 days because we tend to kind of quit. And I'm hoping to say something today that the Spirit of God may take and use to elevate us and, and challenge us to continue to grow in our relationship with Him. The Gregorian calendar, which we follow it folks it wasn't introduced until 1582 there's other calendars the Chinese calendar well according to the Chinese calendar it's the year of the rabbit according to the Hebrew calendar it's the year of divine retribution according to the Mayan calendar it's supposed to have been over in 2020 and they say oh no it's just a restart calendar I, whatever okay there's multiple calendars is the point is the point. And the thing about it is, is the see the calendar, what wherever it's coming from, it does not dictate to God. See, God dictates to it. God is the author of time, and time is in his hands. In Psalm 31, the psalmist says, My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from those who persecute me. Paul, the Apostle Paul talked about time, and I want to share that with you a moment in Ephesians chapter 5. Maybe we have that in Spanish and English, maybe. Ephesians 5, verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. Why? Because the days are evil. And therefore do not be unwise, because the days are evil, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Bring that back to verse 15, if you would, for a moment. I, part of my time here in Guatemala, I had the opportunity to meet with an organization called Ministry Ventures, and the idea for them was to help me uh, be able to come up with a one page like elevator pitch to say this is what CRI ministry is and, and be able to share that with people. And the, the man that I met with, he, he often prayed exactly this because we would spend an hour or two together in consultation and then he would speak and he would, he would pray almost always, God, redeem the time. Redeem the time. Because we both had cut an hour or two out of our schedule in hoping to develop something that would have kingdom impact, and it has in a big way. 
And God did indeed redeem the time. But we need to redeem the time. There are activities in your life and in mine and that we need to evaluate and see, is this wise or is it not wise? Why? Because the days are evil. (laughs) That's a conversation I had throughout 22 with many well-meaning Christians who would want to argue with me to say, well, you know, the time, it's been evil around for a long time, Pastor. And, and, and things aren't any worse than they ever were. And, and, I, and I'm trying to say, you know what, I, I, I think that is foolish. The Apostle Paul said it was foolish years ago that we need to be wise because the days are evil. And God has, you, you look at Scripture in its entirety, God will bring revival or God will bring judgment. And, I've, and I have shared, with, again, with these well-meaning folks, folks, I, I think it's time to wake up. I think it's time to be aware. I think it's time to be prepared because Jesus could come back any day. And I long for his appearing. And they try to shoot some wind out of my sails and say, well, you know, it, it's always been like this. And it, you're just getting old. And I, I, I am. But I long for his appearing. I, 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 it's okay with me, Lord, you come today. But I believe he sent a few messengers. I'm not the only one to just tell folks, church and unchurched folks, he's coming again. Amen. He is coming again. The word says that. Yes, the days were evil. The days are evil. And what does that mean for the, you that do believe is that you and I should be wise. We should be redeeming the time. We should be evaluating our activities and what we do. Is this, are we in a religious routine? Are we just checking things off today? We just sing about the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. And all will be added. Are we seeking first the kingdom today, church? Because it could be that things have become very diluted and very polluted and very divided and very much in the way of what God wants to do in your life and in the life of your family and that those that you serve and that those that you lead. And I would love for you to evaluate by prayer today and say, are we redeeming the time? It's your time. It is, you're the one working off a calendar What does it look like for you to redeem the time? To take authority and responsibility for your spiritual development. To no longer have excuses. You know what I'm saying. You've blamed everybody else. You've blamed your family of origin. Why you can't grow and mature spiritually. You have have blamed your ex-girlfriend or your ex-boyfriend or or spouse and things were bad and there was a bad experience. But see, what's going to happen is that one day, and if I'm a little bit right and that Jesus could come back at any moment, you see, the thing is, you will stand before him. That's the way it will be. You will not stand before that friend who cut you out You will not stand before that that pastor or church that hurt you. It will be, what did you do with what I gave you? 
what would you do? Redeem the time. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You see, in this new year, this new opportunity, while I look around and I see, yeah, there's plenty to be provoked in the spirit over. The world's got new heresies, and the thing about it is the gospel is still the same truth. Culture's still got new addictions, and where the spirit of the Lord is, though, there is freedom and liberty for those who are in captivity. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Here's a principle that you might want to jot down, but it is that our lives move in the direction of our disciplines. Our lives move in the direction of our disciplines. And if you're living an undisciplined life, check me. Because you'll be undisciplined in every area. And it could be, as you might prayerfully say, redeem the time. Lord, help me to redeem the time. You might look and consider and the Spirit of God reveal to you exactly this, that, that there are disciplines missing from your life. And that's why you're not seeing the maturity. You're not seeing the breakthrough. You're not seeing freedom instead of captivity. And sometimes we look and look at the calendar and some of you single folks say, well, you know, this is going to be better when I get married. Thank you. It's true. <laughs> we all have excuses. Well, you know what? I can't, get a, I can't get a grip this year, but as soon as I finish school, as soon as I get through the next level, as soon as I get to the next spot, well, then, then I'll, I'll be able to fix this, and, and I'll, I'll see freedom in this area. And what I really prayerfully hope for today, that the Spirit of God may impress upon all of us, that no, it is today. That it is today that the, the Spirit of the Lord would give us opportunity to say, you know what, today could be the day that you actually trust me and that as I shared with you last week, if you watched it online, is that your decisions begin to match what the Spirit of God is leading you to do in your life. More than once, right here in this room, right in this house, we've been around five and a half years and we've queued up. Tasha Cobb, uh, break every chain, and we got fired up and broke, you know, and, and, and emotional and prayed over folks in the presence of God here to break every chain. But see, you've got an enemy, guys, that as soon as you left here, began to challenge you and began to try to steal away that seed that had been sown in your life. And what happened was you knew you needed to break up with someone and you didn't do it. And you knew that you needed to delete and block even a phone number because that's bad news. And you didn't do it. And then from Sunday to the next Saturday, you ended up right back in the same bad place because someone invited you and you made no different decisions in your life. What I'm trying to tell you is the Spirit of God is present and real and has the, uh, the, uh, the power and the ability to break the chains in your life. But folks, you've got, you, you've got to walk in that truth yourself. You've got to make some decisions that may be hard and difficult, but you're so afraid of being lonely that you can't make the decisions that line up with the power of God and what he wants to do into providing purpose and opportunity in your life.
align your decisions with the Word of God. We think later. We think, oh, in the future. In John 4, 35, Jesus said to his disciples, Do you not say that there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they're already white for harvest. So you don't say next year's my breakthrough year. It's now. Don't say, well, next year I'll, I'll get my healing, I'll, I'll get deliverance from this. No, it, it's now. Amen. Do not push off for another year the things that God in his own power desires to do in this very moment. We get so focused on the here and now and what the calendar says and what the news says and what the economy is doing and what your favorite celebrity, even Christian celebrity, is saying. And you can get so caught up in that that you miss exactly what Jesus is saying to you because you're too familiar. You've too, it's just a routine. You're, you've gone through this. Some of you, this is your umpteenth thousandth message that you've listened to in your life. You've listened to thousands of messages. Information has been transferred to you. And I'm afraid that we've transferred information and lifted and elevated information over anointing. And you've had opportunity because the Holy Spirit has brought anointing at different times in your life to speak truth. And what's happened is we've ended up even in the church today, the church, the big C church of delivering stale bread. When we should be seeking some fresh bread every day, believers. Fresh bread every day, fresh presence every day, fresh infilling every day. But instead, you see, here, here's what happens. It, it, it's like I remember going to high school and I couldn't wait to get done. They gave me a diploma in 1982. Yes, I'm that old. They gave me a diploma and I was done and I didn't go back. I, I really haven't been back. And then I go on to college. And I, and, I, and I finish that, and I get a, I get a diploma, and, and, and really, I don't go back. I'm afraid, church, that we've done the same thing on the spiritual realm. Yeah, you got saved, and well, that was enough. And others of you, no, I, I got sanctified. I'm, I, I'm walking in sanctification, and I can tell you when that happened, in 1992, and, and then you were done. I got filled with the Spirit, and it was an event, and it was a time, and just like you graduated from school, and that was it. And for God to fulfill His purpose in your life, we've got to be seeking His presence every day. I need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, not in 1985, but today. Holy Spirit, fill me. Provoke me, compel me, lead me, speak through me. I need it every day. And I'm having to pray every day, binding up the enemy. Lord, set the captive free. Because there's a battle going on. And yes, it's in my life, but friend, it's in your life too. And some of us, we just wander through life and check off these boxes 
and walk through a religious routine and the spirit of the living God perhaps would speak to you today. Wake up, church. Wake up to a new reality. There is an enemy. Your life, your destiny, your, your, your family is at stake. Would you pursue the intimacy with the Lord that he has called you to? That that would be what this year looks like for you. The pattern of scripture is like this, that when God says it's time, that's the only permission you need for your life to come into divine alignment and in doing so never be the same. When God says it's time for the fig tree to produce, it doesn't matter the season, the year, the soil. Folks, it's time to grow. When God says it's time to cast your nets on the other side, it's time. It doesn't matter that you don't have the energy. It doesn't matter that you've already done it over and over again. It doesn't matter the opinion of the other fishermen. It's time. It's time to fish. When Jesus healed on the Sabbath, they said it's the wrong time. When Jesus cast out demons in the synagogue, this is the wrong place. When Jesus announced that you have seen me, you have seen the Father, and they said it's the wrong man. You see, culture will always do the same to us too. They'll give an excuse why it can't be now. While Dan, brother Dan, you can't pray on ESPN Live right now. This is not the right time. But the spirit of the living God can say, yes, it is. It's time right now and healing will come. And that's exactly what observed this past week. But culture will say, well, it can't be right. And it can't happen in our midst. I'm not done, but I'm working that way. In John chapter 4, there's a, I love this passage, and I, I saw it played out a bit in The Chosen here recently, on one of the recent episodes, but in Luke chapter 4, let me, let me read, let's read that together. Luke chapter 4. And Jesus just coming off a fasting, prayer, 40 days, being tempted by the, the devil. And in verse 14, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Not that he didn't have the Spirit before, but he spent 40 days in intimacy with the Father. And there's a marked distinction, a marked difference. He's returning in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And news of him went out through all the surrounding region. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. He came to Nazareth, verse 16, where he had been brought up as his hometown. It's a small town. Nothing against the big town. I was born in a small town. Small town, 1,500, 2,000 people, estimates are... Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody's business. I'm from a small town. I know how that works. And they see him as the son of Joseph the carpenter. Yeah, he put wood together, probably built some tables, built some chairs, did different things. And on this day, on this occasion, Scripture says, as his custom was, his custom, you see, he's... <laughs> he. His custom is to go to the synagogue on the Sabbath. 
And he's still doing that. That is his custom. That's something you and I could do too because sometimes we're starting a year and you're here, but you know what? Life has a way of taking things out of your taking things out of your routine in a way that's not always a good thing. And there are times where I'll, I'll gather and it be here or it be somewhere else and maybe I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything big. But there's like spiritual compound interest as I just continue to seek the presence of God. Continue to go. Continue to faithfully be. Continue to be around other people. Nothing wrong with searching the scripture. And Jesus continues to do it as was his custom. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. He's reading Isaiah 61 verses 1 and 2 in your Bible. He closed the book and he gave it back to the attendant and he sat down and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceed out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? They, they like what he said to this point. But he's way too familiar and Jesus goes on and he begins to speak and to challenge their, their religious ideas. You know, this, these verses are most associated with the description of the year of Jubilee on the Jewish calendar every 50 years where there'd be debts forgiven and, and, and the captives, the slaves set free. Land restored. And what Jesus is saying is the fulfillment of every feast, every holiday, every custom, every sacrifice, every law, that he is in fact the fulfillment and personification of Jubilee. I am it. I am he. I am Jubilee. Debts are forgiven, prisoners set free, slaves released, land restored. And when he gets done, they are so angry with him. As he get, brings some scriptural uh, uh, discussion and, and, and contrast, and they get so mad because he is disrupting the religious system, or system where they decide who gets set free, they decide who gets grace and who gets mercy. And here, who is this Jesus? Who is this carpenter's son who comes in here and sits down and sits before them and just sits down and says, I am he. I am he. You see, from the cross forward, every day is a day of jubilee. <laughs> a Jesus who sets the captive free. He set me free. I've seen change broken in my life. I'm thankful for a Jesus who, where every day is a day of jubilee. And I can rejoice in him and rejoice in that. And there is no religious system 
holding me back today and not holding you back either, friend. You have the opportunity to walk in the liberty and the freedom as a son or daughter of the Most High God. And not only to receive for yourself, but to pass on to others. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. And he's present here today to be the God who sets you free. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) What about a church that could be active and bold to be set loose in this city and across this country? To be the first people that when we're provoked by the Spirit, when we're compelled by the Spirit, you see, you'll leave here and you'll walk out to places. You Maybe even today, and some of you will go to lunch, and the very person that's waiting on you will be the most hurtful person that you'll meet today. They're hurting inside. They're trying to serve you your meal. And perhaps you might be bold enough to say, could we pray for you? We're getting ready to pray for our meal. Could we pray for you today? That's what a church unleashed looks like. You see, as a pastor, I am glad to pray for you and with you and link arms and link faith with you. But guys, you've got to get to the point where you are bold enough to pray yourself. You don't have to know the four spiritual laws. You don't have to go to seminary, but you can be the one who goes out and touches people this very day. And just, and just pray. And allow the spirit of the living God to do the rest. A church unleashed on mission. Jesus, quoting Isaiah 56 and verse 7. And Matthew records this in his gospel. My house shall be called a house of prayer. A house of prayer. Where you and I can go out as vessels. I'm asking you today, let's evaluate for a moment. I get it. Maybe you have never led someone to faith in Jesus Christ, but could you be a man or woman of prayer to say, could I pray for you today? Because I know a God who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Because the mentality for too long has been, let's bring them to the pastor and he'll pray. I'm glad to. I do that every week. I do that every day. But I need you to be the prayer person. I need you to be the one that goes out. God needs it. That's how the kingdom comes to earth. Because God loves every person that you're praying for. And yes, they may be broken. Yes, they may be hurting. But God wants to intervene in their life. And you could be that witness just by being a person of prayer. Not, a, not, not someone who says, well, I, you know, I've, I've, I've been sanctified. I've been filled with the Spirit. I've, it happened. But what about a church that could be seeking his face every day? Amen. Jesus, 40 days in the Father's presence, in intimacy, comes back filled with the Holy Spirit. Walking in power and authority. What about you and I doing that? What about you and I walking and starting this new year off with fasting and with prayer? They mentioned earlier that QR code. See, that I don't like to leave you without some action items. You can, you can call that number, text that number, 3379. We got that number? 
Find that number for me, please. Or you've got a QR code in the back. But we have a, a guideline for you to fast and pray for 21 days. Talking about fasting, it's not that complicated, guys. To give up a meal. Give up a meal so that I have some extra time to be in the intimacy with my Father. Asking him to fill me with his spirit. Holy Spirit, fill me. Some of you say, well, I, ca I can't give up a meal. I, I've got medical issues. Okay, I understand. But give up something. Give up your social media. Give up that time you're scrolling. Give up that news you're watching. Redeem the time so that you spend pre presence time with the Father, pursuing intimacy, seeking his kingdom first, allowing him in this beginning of the new year to spend 21 days that you might this very day commit to, Lord, walk with me, help me, walk together and commit to this for the next 21 days, that we be the church, guys, the church that goes out, the church that just doesn't gather here for entertainment, but the church that goes out filled with the Spirit of God, ready to rock the world around us as we are provoked and compelled in our spirit. That it doesn't just happen on ESPN, but it happens in your life. I share with you, ESPN was a platform, Mars Hill was a platform, and about everybody in this room has got a social media platform and a workplace platform, and a neighborhood platform, and a place where you go to eat today platform. And the spirit of the living God could help you today to be a witness and to be someone that say, hey, can we, can we pray together? Choices, decisions. Father God, thank you today. You're an awesome and a mighty God who has not changed. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let that be the theme on our hearts today as we begin this year and as we would leave this place of gathering today. Your gathered church becomes the scattered church in a few minutes. And God, may, we, may it be born in our mind and our hearts today that you, are, you have not changed. That's the best news we could start this year with. I believe, God, you're challenging people in this room today that will trust you like never before, that will be reminded today and awakened today to the promise that you are indeed the same yesterday, today, and forever. God, today, you've challenged people to, to trust you, to, to fast, to pray, to pursue your presence, to ask for a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit in our lives. For many, that, that strikes a chord today. For many, that confronts a religious spirit perhaps today. But God, I pray that we don't get angry, that God, we get humbled, that we get receptive, that we get dependent again. Lord, help us to hear your voice. Help us to be humble before you, to say, Lord, Holy Spirit, fill me today. Presence of the living God, walk with me today. That you may provoke me, that you may compel me, that you may help me to be a bold witness and a man or woman of prayer.
wherever you would lead me this day, this week, this year. May we develop spiritually because we haven't arrived. We're still growing. We want to be more like you. We want to see heaven come to earth. We want to see your kingdom come. God, let, let faith arise. And God, may you be the God who delivers today. Let this be the year. Not next year, not later, but now. Because you're speaking. You're speaking beyond my words. Holy Spirit, accomplish your work today. God, we'll be receptive. We want to hear you. We want to walk with you. We want this to be the year we walk in obedience. So Lord, today across this room, those here for the first time, those God who've been coming all the time, God, this is, this is the year that we're surrendered and that we see you do incredible things. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Guys, we have a prayer team today that would love to pray with you in English or Spanish. They will link arms with you to help you see victory in any area of your life. I'm here as well. I, I want to pray with you today. But don't leave here. No rush, no hurry. Let's let the Spirit of God have His way in your life and mine.